Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. If you'll join me in a deep breath. Feel yourself grounded in your seat and allow these words to land. I know there is only one, one energy, one life, one spirit. We call it God, universe. We call it by many names. It is the beginning and the end. It is every single thing. There is no place that this spirit, this God, is not. There is no place to be. There is no way to be away or separate from it. Every single thing is of God. Every single thing is of this beautiful, amazing creation. This creation which is flow in its essence. Ideas, things, all flow. I know spirit does not say, I'm going to make an apple today. Spirit just does it. The universe just does it. And I know that that power is within me because I am one of that spirit. That ability is one of my skills, strengths, talents, because I am one of that. Because each of us is one of it. A drop of water is one drop of water. Not separate from other drops of water, but still one of it. Each of us has this amazing ability to be of that. It's not even an ability. It's just an is. Today, we are here together, connected in that one spirit, connected in that one power. I'm going to sneeze. The power is exploding out of me. (laughs) My apologies. There will be more. Um, That one power is really bursting out of each of us and is really moving through each of us. There's no place we can be and no way we can be that that isn't there. So I accept this truth, and I open myself, I allow myself today to be open to new concepts as a field that has been opened and is fertile and ready to have seeds planted in it today. I open myself to new thoughts. I allow surprise, I allow joy and love to find new things to connect to. 
I open the flow even wider than before. And in opening that, the probabilities multiply. The possibilities multiply. So today I am grateful. I am grateful for all these individual expressions of the one here in this room, here on this planet, however we connect. Grateful for the love. So I release my words into that law that knows exactly what to do, how to make it so, and I let it go. And together, I invite you to say with me, and so it is. I know we got some new folks or first-timers here or maybe second-timers and, or haven't been here in a really long, long, long-timers. Um, and so if you're new here, uh, this is going to rock your soul today. Because <laughs> we're going to talk about money because we're in our annual pledge drive camp. And this is where the minister gets down on his knees and says, please give us money and not, not. That is not what happens. My belief is that as we ask that you support this center, we support you in experiencing greater prosperity in your own personal life. And that we give not from guilt, shame, requirements, but from heart and overflow of good. Would you be okay with that? Yes. Great. So this whole month we're talking about, um, this whole year we're talking about living everyday wonder. And we're doing living everyday wonder in eight, 11 different areas of our lives. And uh, there's a wheel that you can find under, under our upcoming talks on our website uh, that has the, the 11 different areas of our lives. And this week, or this month, we're talking about finances because it's an area of our life, right? You know, there's, there's many ministers who are afraid to talk about money. People who will get up and walk out if the minister mentions the word. And yet money, along with the other taboos, which are sex and politics, are three of the most charged areas in life. And if we can't find a spiritual way, if our spiritual teaching does not support us in dealing with all three of those areas, then it fails us. So I'm not going to talk about sex today. I'm not going to talk about politics today. I'm accepting to say it's all God. All God. But I am going to talk about money because we're going to talk about playing with money. Would you be okay with that? Playing with money. Ernest Holmes says, and I invite you to listen to this and take it in. I always have an abundance of money and an abundance of whatever it takes to make life happy and opulent. Isn't that a great word? Opulent. There is a continuous movement toward me 
of supply, of money, and of all that I need to express the fullest life, happiness, and action. The abundance, opulence, and joy of the universe, of the universe, which it is. It's an opulent, abundant, and joy universe. Have you noticed? The, you know, the infinite didn't show up as one star and one planet, right? It kind of did a few. Yeah, just a few. That should be expressing in and as our lives since we are expressions of this infinite universe. Raymond Charles Barker describes money as God's idea of circulation and activity in my life. God's idea of circulation and activity in my life. Money is sacred. Money is as sacred as all forms of expression. Not more so, not less so, because all of life is sacred. All of it is sacred. But we have been, to use um, Donald's term, domesticated. To view money as dirty, bad, evil, not spiritual. And this conditioning is so pervasive that, as I said, many ministers are afraid to even talk about money in their church. And some people will walk out of the church, the spiritual center, the temple, the, you know, whatever it is, at the slightest mention of money. Many carry judgment, shame, and guilt about money and refuse to even talk about it. I had a minister friend who said that they had done counseling with people and they would rather tell them the intimate details of their sex life than talk about their money. Isn't that interesting? We have this totally confused relationship with money. We love it, we hate it, we, want it we, we deny wanting it, we're scared of it, we're scared of not having it. If we have lots, we might flaunt it or we might try to hide it out of fear, guilt, or shame. If we have little, we might try to hide that out of guilt and shame or we might try to flaunt our self-righteous poverty and blame the system, that out there, uh, for all this for many, money epicenter of our belief that I shouldn't have what I want. I shouldn't even want what I want. Many of us have been conditioned that way in our early lives, yes? Yes. yes. Money exposes our beliefs in being not enough and not deserving. It exposes our beliefs in being unworthy and separate from life and being unable to influence our own lives. In other words, we are helpless victims of circumstance stuff out there. Take a breath. Take a nice deep breath. As we get our consciousness straight around money, guess what happens? Money gets straight around us, right? It flows into us. We keep some. That's good. We use it with joy. We release some with ease to benefit others downstream. By the way, this process is duplicated in your breathing. We take in. We use some of it. And we release it out, and it benefits other forms of life downstream. Knowing that money is always in circulation because the source of money is the infinite, which can't withhold its nature of abundance flowing, we, we recognize that we live in this flow. We are embodiments of this flow. Breathe that in again. 
when a I recently had a moment around money. I contemplated the phrase, the love of money. I was thinking about the talk I was doing in Phoenix. I was sitting in, in the backyard of the, of the couple who I was staying with in their, uh, in their nippy backyard. Did I share this before? Yes. Yeah, that it was 76 degrees and they were calling it nippy because everything is relative. As I contemplated the phrase, the love of money, you know, we usually think of this as us loving or not money, depending on our conditioning, depending on our domestication. And we may view the love of money as a good thing or a bad thing. But in this moment of contemplation, what came to me was, I felt transported as behind the money, looking back towards myself. And instead of me loving or not loving money as an object, I experienced the love flowing through money. The love of money towards me. Money's love, which is really the divine love flowing through the window of this thing that we label as money. And I was challenged to accept the love of money for me. I invite you to take out some form of money. I don't care whether it's a penny or a $100 bill, take out some form of money. Some people don't have any money with them. If you don't have money, imagine you have a piece of money or form of money in front of you. You can. And I want you to feel its love for you. I want you to feel the infinite love coming through money for you. You're not going to give it away, by the way. This is not a fundraising moment. <laughs> This is just you having an experience of experiencing that love flowing through this thing. We normally look at how am I going to relate to it this way and instead letting the divine relate to us this way. Just take a moment to feel that. You can do this with anything in life. Everything, the chair you're sitting on, this keyboard, the trees outside, everything is a window of the divine love shining through. But often we're only seeing if we like the object or not. We're judging, do I like this object or not? And we miss the experience of the infinite love shining through. Get that in. Another thing to recognize about money, it's a tool, not a goal. Money is a tool, not a goal. Reverend Harry Harrison Fosdick, who was, I call him my, my favorite New Thought Baptist minister from the middle of the last century, said, a dollar is a miraculous thing. It is a person's personal energy reduced to a portable form. It can go where we cannot, lifting burdens and saving lives with which we cannot directly deal. Money is simply a reduction of our personal energy into a poor form. One more thing to know about money. We don't want money. Nobody in this room wants more money. Not even me. 
Now, some of you, myself included, with a voice in the back of my mind going, no, no, I want more. We all think we want more. So what we really want is what money will do for us. I don't want money. I want to be able to pay off my debts. I want to be able to buy a new house. I want to be able to send my kid to college. I want this. And then if we get even deeper with that and take a moment, what I really want is the experience that I will have from that. The experience of freedom of living without debt. The experience of beauty and joy in having my own home. The experience of love for my child in supporting their life as they move forward. That is what we really want. Money is just a tool that we think we need to use to get there. So you have heard my stories of how I've managed to live places that should have cost a lot of money for very little or no money. We oftentimes think it's going to cost that. But if we get focused on instead, what do I really want? And then what's the God quality of that that I really want to experience? we'll find that oftentimes that comes to us in ways that we can't expect or understand. Money is an effect, not a cause. We, we deal with what we call the law, and the law is simply the law of cause and effect. Money is an effect. It's a result. It's not a cause. It responds to our consciousness just like our body does, just like our body of affairs does. We energize money with our feelings, especially our feelings, and our beliefs which often generate our feelings. And as we recognize that money is neither good or bad, just a tool for capital S self-expression, our beliefs and our feelings calm down and align with truth. And we, are, we realize that we are constantly immersed in the wealth that God is. Take a moment and feel that. You're immersed in a field of infinite wealth, infinite love, infinite life, infinite beauty and joy. You're in that field. It is moving through and expressing as the very cells and atoms and subatomic particles and space in between of your being. And we realize that God never cuts us off. That's like saying the sun's going to cut you off. You know, it, it, it's you know, crystal. The sun doesn't like you as much today as, as it does Gale next to you, so it's not going to shine on you as brightly as it will. That's not possible, is it? Thank you for playing, Crystal, and Gail. It's not possible. And so once we recognize that, we become more trusting, we become more peaceful and more gentle around the flow of circulation of money in our lives. We lose the drama. Some of you have known people, I know you never have been, I never have been, but we've known people who have a lot of drama around money in their lives, yes? You've got a third cousin twice removed. As we become more peaceful around money, we can enact curiosity and everyday wonder, which is our theme. We can enact that around money. We can begin to experience money as our friend and get to know how it operates in our life and in the world just by having openness, wonder, curiosity. We can see how it outpictures our own self-worth. Most of us underestimate how valuable we are. But the universe, the infinite universe, is taking the time, the energy, the thought to be you and me right here, right now, and you on, 
on the Zoom room. It's being us, each of us right here right now. It cares enough and it wants to be enough that it's you and me. If the universe didn't value you, it wouldn't be being you. Yes? One belief after release. This is what I call the finite pie idea of money. That there's only so much. You know, money is like a pie, and if you take a slice out of it, you, you have less pie, right? And the idea that my having some deprives others. See, money is one of the expressions of this infinite wealth. We don't believe that our having health or feeling love deprives others of health and love, do we? Unless, of course, we externalize source of our health is something outside of us. We watched this happen during COVID when vaccines started coming out, and all of a sudden it's like, well, the rich countries are getting vaccines, third world countries are not. But the infinite health and wholeness of the universe is available to all alike, and it is not dependent on a pill, a shot, uh, anything else. Love is available to all of us. It's not dependent on the person that you think you want to be in love with. It's not dependent on one person. Yes? Not sure. Okay. The infinite love is available. Whether we tap into it or not, it's still available. And by tapping into love does not take love away from everybody else because it's infinite love. And so it's the same with wealth. It's infinite wealth. Wealth shows up in many forms, of infinite wealth, which forms in the ways that we consciously or unconsciously choose. Choose wisely. Our application for this week, our homework for this week, sit with money, a physical form of money, preferably a larger denomination bill. A $100 bill would be great. As you contemplate, and if, you don't have, if you're sitting there going, well, I don't have it, it's like you can probably pull it out of your bank you know, for a couple of hours and then put it back in, and it will affect your finances. As you contemplate this bill, Listen to the chatter that happens in your mind about money. Just listen. Don't judge it. Don't try and do anything with it. Just listen. Just notice. Just become aware. Use this as an opportunity to discover what you're really believing and what you're really feeling about money. I would imagine that right now there may be one or two people in here who are a little tight, a little stiff as we contemplate money. Not... You know, and so I invite you to flow, let your body flow, let your energy flow, let your beings flow. Bring a sense of wonder to this everyday thing. Jot down any old limiting beliefs that you no longer want to keep about money and find a way to release them. Maybe take that sheet of paper and burn it. Let it go. Then write the truth-based beliefs that you want to incorporate going forward. That's our homework for this week. Contemplate money. Listen. Just listen to whatever comes up. Really, write it down. Release it. 
and then incorporate what it is that you do want to uh, believe about money, the beliefs you do want to incorporate. Are we good with that? Yes. For our homework? Yes. I want to close with not one, not two, but three quotes. Because they're all good. The first one comes from Eric Butterworth in the book Spiritual Economics, which is a fabulous book. There is little likelihood that your life can become fully functioning with prosperity unless you have a positive and creative attitude toward money. Breathe. The second one comes from Ernest Holmes from Living the Science of Mind. And I love the title of this chapter. It's Substance and Supply or the Law of Opulence. There's that word again. Ernest believed in opulence. He says we should expect so much good that we should conceive of it as being more than we even have time to enjoy. Yeah. We should feel the presence of good, appreciate the presence of good, and give thanks for this good. Feel it, appreciate it, be grateful for it. And then finally, from an old friend of mine, Phil Lout, who wrote a book called Money is My Friend. Financial freedom is when you never do anything you don't want to for money, and you never omit doing something you want to do because of lack of money. Isn't that a great definition of financial freedom? I have a, we have an affirmation to say. Actually, our slide... King of Slides, Mr. Danny Kausman back there will have it up there, and then we'll have a song that will inspire us. So say this with me. I open to the flow of money. Open to God's circulation in my life as money. Let's say that again. I fully open to God's circulation in my life as money. So it is. And so I bless each and every person here. I bless this entire community, knowing that I am just simply a transparency through which the infinite is blessing. And we receive and we share. And so it is. And so it is.